Ashley Rackrini, Nora Roberts' book, Jessica Peak Blue, Chapter 17. And I really don't like the beginning of this chapter. Anyways, the bar was a dive, the sort of place where drinking was serious, mostly solitary occupation. The blue curtain of smoke, thick enough to part with your hands, turned in, turned all into a poorly produced black and white movie scene. The lights were dim, encouraging patrons to mind their own, with the added benefit of hiding the stains when someone decided to mind his neighbors. Smelled of laws. Last year's cigarettes and last week's beer, the recreation and socializing area consists of stingy stripe of space along the side where a pool table had been jammed. A bunch of guys were playing around a vape ball while a few more stood around sucking beers. The expression of bored disgust on their faces, showing the world what badasses they were. The air conditioning unit was framed in a window with a sheet of splintered plywood, and it did like more. And it did look more like then stir the stink and make noise. So I took a seat at the end of the bar and playing it safe ordered a bud in the bottle. <laughs> Supposed it was fitting she dragged him out of to a place like this. He dragged him into them often enough when he was a kid or she'd have transportation he'd slept in the car while she got in. Gloria might have been raised in a sol solid up class environment but all the benefits and advantages of that upbringing had been wasted on a spirit that continually sought and found the lowest level. Stop wondering what it was inside her that drove her to hate, to despise anything decent, what compelled her to use anyone who ever had reason to care for her till she sucked them dry or destroyed them. Her addictions, men, drugs, liquor, didn't cause it. They were only one more form of her absolute self-indulgence. But it was fitting it would be here, he thought as he sat and listened to the sharp smack of balls, the rattling whine of the failing A.C., and smelling the smells that pulled him back into the nightmare of his childhood. She'd have come in to pick up a John, he remembered, if she needed cash or if she had money to drink herself drunk, unless booze hadn't been her drug of choice for the nat night. Then she'd have come in to score. The John was the target. She'd take him back to wherever hole they were living, in sex noises, wild laughter in the next room. It was drink or drugs and they put her in a good mood there would be a stop at some all-night place he'd have eaten that night the mood had turned nasty there would have been fists instead of food or so it had been until he'd been big enough fast enough mean enough to avoid the punches you gonna drink that beer bartender or just look at it all night shifted his, shifted his gaze in the warm Warning on his face had the bartender easing back a step, keeping his eyes level. Seth pulled a tin out of his pocket, dropped it on the bar by his untouched beer. Problem. His voice was a soft threat. The bartender shrugged and got busy elsewhere. When she walked in, a couple of the pool players looked over, checked her out, said the magic glory considered their leering smirks a flattering assessment. She wore denim cutoffs that hugged her bony hips and frayed the hem just below crotch level. The snug top was hot pink, left several inches of midriff bare. She had her belly button pierced and added it to tattoo of a dragonfly beside the gold bar. Her nails, fingers, and toes were coated in glittering polish that looked black in the ugly light. She slid onto a stool and set the pool players one long hot look. It only took one look at her eyes for Seth to realize at least a portion of the money he'd given her had gone up her nose. Go G-N-T, she told the bartender. Easy on the T. 
She took out a cigarette, flicked on a lighter, then blew a slow stream of smoke at the ceiling. She crossed her legs, and her foot jiggled in a triple time. High enough for you, she asked him. You've got five minutes. What's your hurry? She sucked on more smoke, tapped her glittery nails, and wrapped a tattoo on the bar. Drink your beer and relax. I don't drink with people I don't like. What do you want, Gloria? I want this gin and tonic. She picked up the glass. The bartender sitting in front of her drank long and deep. Maybe a little action. She set the pool players another look. Licked their lips in the way that girl says something. And just lately I've been thinking I need a nice little place at the beach. Daytona, maybe. She took another drink. Lip lipstick smear on the rim. You know, you don't want a place of your own, do you? Still living in the same house, crowded in with those kids and dogs. You're in a rush. Stay away from my family. Or what? She sent him a smile as glittering black as her nails. You'll tell your big brother to me. You think the Quins worry me? They're all gone soft and stupid, the way people do when they hang around some dead-ass town their whole fucking useless lives. Breeding nosy... Breeding noisy kids and sitting around the TV every night like a bunch of goddamn zombies. Only smart thing they did was take you in so that they could get the old man's money. Just like that asshole married my spineless sister for hers. She tossed back the rest of her drink, wrapped it hard twice on the bar to signal for another. Her body was in constant motion. The jittering foot, the tapping fingers, swung over her head on her neck. The old man was my blood, not theirs. That money should have been mine. You blood him. You blood him plenty. Before he died. But it's never enough, is it? Fucking A. She fired up another thing. You got yourself some smarts after all these years. Hook yourself up with a live live one. Live one, didn't you? Drew Silver with Combanks. Woohoo! Gloria threw back her head. Fancy stuff, rich stuff. Back in hers, the only smart thing you've ever did. Set yourself up for life. She snapped the glass the minute the bartender sat down. Of course, you've been doing pretty well for yourself drawing pictures better than I realized. Can't figure why people piss away all that money on something to hang on the wall. It takes all kinds. He laid a hand on her wrist, slowly closed his fingers around it in a grip mean enough to make her understand this. Go near my family or you, you're going around anyone who matters to me, and you'll find out exactly what I'm capable of. It'll be a hell of a lot worse on you than Spill knocking you on your ass the way she did years ago. She leaned her face and her, you threatening me, son. I'm promising you. Through the drugs and alcohol, she got some men of that promise. He's back as a bartender. That your bottom line? She picked up a drink with her free hand, and her thin, used face went craggy. You want me to steer clear of your nearest and dearest? That's my bottom line. Here's mine. She took her hand free, reached for Sarah. We've been playing nickel and dime long enough, you and me. You're taking in the dough with your pictures, and you're screwing your way into a big, fat pile of it. I want my cut. One-time deal. Lump sum payment, and I'm gone. That's what you want, right? You want me gone. How much? Satisfied, she took another deep drag, let the smoke stream into his face. He'd always been the easiest of marks. One million. He didn't believe you. you want a million dollars. I've done my homework, sweet pie. You get big bucks when the suckers pluck it down for your paintings. You pulled in a pile over there in Europe. Who knows how long you can run that con. Add that fancy piece you're busy banging. She shifted on the stool, recrossing her legs. A mixture of drugs and alcohol raging through her system made her feel powerful, made her feel alive. She's rolling in lots of money there, old money too. The kind of money that doesn't like scandal, mess things up for you. If got out in the press that the senator's purebred granddaughter was spreading her legs for a mongrel, one that was ripped from his mother's arms when she came to the father she'd never known for help. I can play it all kinds of ways, she added. You and the Quins won't come out clean in any of them. And the dirt stick to your girlfriend, too. You won't hang around once the shit starts to flan. 
starts to flash. So before it's ring shifting again. She'll dump you in fast and maybe people won't be so willing to show up for your pictures once they hear my side of things. Oh, I brought him here. His first little paint kit. Sniff, sniff. She threw back her head and laughed. It sounded so full mouse and glee the pool player stopped smacking balls look over. Press the lap it up. Fact is, I could sell the store. Maybe make a nice little bundle but i'm gonna give you a chance to buy it first you can consider it an investment you pay me and i'm out of your life once and for all you don't and someone else will his face was blank it stayed blank throughout a rant he wouldn't give her e give her in even in his disgust your story's bullshit charity she laughed and go People can't get enough bullshit now when it's piling up on somebody else. I'll give you a week to come up with it. Cash. But I want a down payment. Just call it good faith money. 10000 You bring it here tomorrow night, 10 o'clock. You don't show, then I start making some calls. God, just spend another 10 on nose candy, Gloria. You'll be dead in the back room of some dump like this long before you can enjoy any part of that million. Just let me worry about me. Pay for the drinks. He simply turned his back on her and walked toward the door. He couldn't go home, not when he intended to sit in the dark and get quietly and thoroughly drunk. He knew better. He knew it was an escape. Self-pity. A one-way trip. Steady. Deliberate drinking was a crutch. An illusion. A trap door. He didn't give a damn, so he poured another shot of Jameson. Studied. It's deep amber glow, the single light he turned on in his studio. His brothers had given him his first taste of whiskey on his 21st birthday. Just the four of them, Seth remembered, sitting around the kitchen table with the kids and the women gone. It was one of those solid, rich-toned memories that he knew would never leave him. The sharp scent of the cigar smoke after Ethan had passed them around. The sting of the whiskey on his tongue, down his throat, mellowing out. As it reached his belly, the sound of his brother's voices, their laughter, and the absolute certainty he thought of his own belonging. He hadn't cared much for the taste of the whiskey, still didn't, but it was what a man reached for when his single intention was oblivion. He long since stopped questioning what Gloria Delatner was and how she became part of her was inside him. He accepted that as he would have birthed Mark. He didn't believe in the sins of the father or mother. He didn't believe in the taint of blood. Each of one of his brothers had come from some sort of horror, and they were the best men he knew. Whatever there was of glory inside him had been drowned out by the decency and pride and compassion given to him by the Quins. Maybe that alone was part of the reason she hated him. Hated all of them. Didn't matter why. She was part of his life, but he had to deal with her one way or another. He sat drinking by the single light in a room filled with his paintings and the tools of work he loved. He already made his decision and he would live with it but for night he clouded his future with irish whiskey and the thump of the morning blues he chosen as drinking music when his cell phone rang he ignored it picked up the bottle poured another shot true hung up the pace of living room she tried Seth's number half a dozen times had worn a path on the floor over the last two hours since Aubrey had called looking for him he wasn't with Aubrey so he told Drew he would be that that be that evening or was he with Drew as he told Aubrey and his family he would be so where the hell was he he'd been off something had been off she decided since the night before even before the party she thought now before the drive there'd been some kind of repressed violence in him viciously repressed she realized it had eventually taken its form in rough sex, and even then, after they exchanged each other, exhausted each other, she'd sensed an underlining turbulence. She let it go, Drew admitted. It wasn't in her nature to pry. She resented the way her parents questioned and picked apart her every mood. Moods, she liked to think, were often private matters. Now he lied to her? 
That, she felt strongly, was not his nature. Something was wrong. She needed to help. Wasn't that part of the duty of love? She checked her watch. Barely stopped herself from wringing her hands. It was after midnight. What if he was hurt? What if he'd been in an accident? What if he'd simply wanted an evening to himself? If he did, he should have said so, she mumbled and marched to the door. There was one place she imagined he could be. She wasn't going to rest until she checked. On the drive into town, she lectured herself. Her relationship with Seth didn't mean he had to account to her for every minute of his time. They both had lives, interests, obligations of their own. She certainly wasn't the sort of woman who couldn't be content and productive with her own company. But that didn't give him the right to lie to her about his plans for the evening. If he'd just answer his goddamn phone, she wouldn't be driving into town in the middle of the night to look for him, like some cliché, nagging, sitcom wife. She was going to ream him inside and out for making her feel like one. She worked up a good heat of head of steam by the time she turned toward the rear lot and saw his car park. The insult of it nearly had her driving right past and back home again. Couldn't have told her and everyone else that he wanted to work. He couldn't just pick up the phone and she slammed on the brakes. What if he couldn't get to the phone? What if he was unable to answer because he was unconscious? Or real? She whipped the car into the lot, leaped out and charged up the stairs. The engine of him lying helpless on the floor was so strong that when she burst in, saw him sitting in the bed pouring liquor from a bottle to a sugar glass and didn't rush her. You're all right. Leave came first. Made her knees. Oh, Seth. God, I was so worried. What for? Set the bottle down. Started around the blurry eyes. As he drank. Nobody knew where. Realization came next. Made her blood. You're drunk. Working on it. Got a ways to go yet. What are you doing here? I've recalled looking for you hours ago. Your stories got crossed since you didn't answer your phone. I was foolish enough to worry about you. You're still much too sober. Sober enough to consider a mood could make it easier on both of them. <sighs> if you came running in here, hoping to catch me in bed with another woman, I'm sorry to disappoint you. It never occurred to me that you would cheat. Nearly as baffled as she was angry, she walked toward the bed, noted the level of whiskey in the bottom. Then again, it never crossed my mind that you need to lie to me either, or that you'd sit here alone drinking yourself drunk. Told you there's a lot you don't know about me, sugar. He jerked a thumb at the bottom. One, one. Glasses in the kitchen. No, thank you. Is there a reason you're worrying your family and having a drinking marathon? I'm a big boy, Drew, and I don't need you crawling up my ass because I want a couple drinks. This is more my style than a couple pol polite belts of champagne at some boring political gathering. You can't deal with it. It's not my problem. It stuck and had her chin looting. I wasn't I was obliged to go. You weren't. That choice was yours. You went. You want to draw yourself, drown yourself in a whiskey bottle. That's certainly your choice as well. But I won't be lied to. I won't be made a fool of. Gave a careless shrug, and riding on the whiskey, decided he knew what was best for her. A few more jabs of pride, he thought she'd be gone. You know the problem with women. You sleep with them a few times. You tell them what they want to hear. You show them a good time. Right away, they start crowding you. Take a little breather, and they're all over you like ice on monkey. Jesus, I knew I should never gone to that deal with you last night. Told myself to give you ideas. Ideas? She repeated a flutter throat film burn. Ideas! Can't just let things be, can you? He shook his head, poured another drink. Always gotta be looking ahead. What's the deal for tomorrow? What's gonna happen next week? You're plotting out a future, sugar, and that's just not what I'm about. You're a hell of a lot of fun to be with once you loosen up. But well, we'd better quit while we're ahead. You, you're dumping me. Oh, now, don't put it like that, sweetheart. We just need to throw back some. Grief rolled up and numbed her. All this, all this was just for, what, for sex and art? I don't believe that, I don't. Let's not make a big thing, deal out of things.
he reached for the bottle again, poured whiskey on the whiskey, anything to keep from looking at her. The tears swimming in her eyes. I trusted you with my body and my heart. I never asked you for anything. You always gave it before I could. I don't deserve to be treated this way, discarded this way, only because I fell in love with you. He looked at her then. The combination of pride and sadness tore her face as she drew. I love you, she said it calmly, while she was still being calm. But that's my problem. I'll leave you alone with yours and your body. God damn it. God damn it, don't go. He said when she spun to her. Drew, don't walk out. Please don't. He shoved the glass on the table, dropped his head in his hand. I can't do this. I can't let her steal this from me, too. You think I'm going to stand here and cry in front of you? Even speak to you when you're drunk and insulting? I'm sorry. Christ, I'm sorry. You are that. You're very sorry. Then I gripped the doorknob, trembled, and a tear spilled over. The combination infuriated I don't want your pathetic, guilty male conscience because you hurt me enough to bring on a few tears. What I really want right now is for you to go straight to hell. Please don't walk out the door. I don't think I can stand it. Everything inside him grief, guilt, low and love, clamped his throat, legs, straggling hands. I thought I should shove you out before you got pulled under. I can't do it. I can't stand it. I don't know if it's so for sure or if it's right, but I can't let you go. For God's sake, don't walk out on me. She stared at him, the naked misery on his face. Her already cracked, splits you. Seth, please tell me what's wrong. Tell me what's hurting you. I should have said, I should have said those things to you. It was stupid. Tell me why you said them. Tell me why you're sitting here alone, drinking yourself sick. I was sick before I brought the bottle. I don't know where to start. He raked his hands for the beginning, I guess. He pressed his fingers to his. I got about halfway drunk. I'm going to need some coffee. I'll make it. Drew, he lifted his hand again. Like, Everything I said to you since you walked in the door was a lie. She took a deep breath. For now, she thought she would tuck the anger and hurt away and listen. All right, I'll make you coffee. Then you can tell me the truth. It goes back a long time. He began back before my grandfather. Before Ray Quinn married Stella. Before he met her, Drew. I'm sorry I hurt you. Just tell me. We'll deal with that later. He drank coffee. Ray met this woman, and they got involved. They had an affair. He corrected. They were both young and single, so why not? Anyway, he wasn't the type she was looking for. You know, a teacher, one who leaned toward the left while she leaned right. She came from a family like yours. What I mean is... I know what you mean. She had a certain social position and certain social aspirations. Yeah. He let her breath drink more coffee. Thanks. She broke it off, left. She was pregnant. And not too pleased about it from what the way I've heard. She met another guy, one she clicked with. So she decided to go through with pregnancy and she married him. She never told your grandfather about the child? No, she never told him. A little ways down the road, she had a second daughter. She had Sibyl. Sibyl, but, oh. Drew let it shift in her mind until it fell into place. I see. Ray Quinn's daughter, Sibyl's half-sister, your mother. That cuts through it. She, Gloria, her name's Gloria. She's not like Sibyl. Gloria hated her. I think she must have been born hating everyone. Whatever she had grown up, it never seemed to be enough. He was pale and looked so drawn and ill. Drew had to bank down on the earth to simply gather him close to cover. For some, nothing is ever enough. Yeah. She took off with some guy at some point, got knocked up. That would be me. Turns out he married her. It's not important. I never met him. 
He doesn't come into this. Your father's sperm donor, says Craig. I don't know what happened between them. I don't lose sleep over it. When Glory ran out of money, she went back home and took me with her. I don't remember any of it. They didn't kill the fatty calf for her. Glory got an infection for the bottle. Various chemical enhancements. I think she came and went for a few years. I know when Sibyl had a place of her own in New York, she adopted me there. I don't remember much about it. Didn't remember Sibyl. Uh, well, when I first met her again, I was a couple of years old. Spill gave me this stuffed dog. <laughs> I called her yours. You know, when I asked her who it was, she said, Yours? Drew finished and touched, bruised the hand over his hair. She was kind to you. She was great. Like I said, I don't remember much except feeling safe when I was with her. She took us in, bought us food, clothes, took care of me when Gloria didn't show up for a few days. Gloria had paid her back by stealing everything she could fence when Seville was out and taking off with me. You didn't have a choice. Children don't. I'm not taking on responsibility for her. I'm just saying I don't know why she didn't leave me and head on her own. I can only figure it was because Seville and I had made a connection. Because we... Because you started to love each other. Drew took his hand. His finger gripped tight on hers. She resented you both, so she couldn't have that. Close his eyes. It hopes that she hit it. <laughs> you didn't think I would? I don't know what I thought. She fucks me up. It's the only excuse we've got. Save the excuses. Tell me the rest. He set the coffee aside. Any, wasn't doing anything for his headache or queasy stomach, but maybe him making him more awake and aware of them. We lived to different places for short amounts of time. She had a lot of men. I knew about sex before I could write my own name. She got... She'd get drunk or high, so I was on my own a lot. She ran low on money. Couldn't get high. She'd take it out on me. She hit you? Jesus, Drew, however perceptive you are, you don't know that kind of world. Why should you? Why should anybody? He pulled himself in. She beat the shit out of me if she felt like he'd. I'd go hungry if she didn't feel like feeding me. And if she paid for drugs or sex, I'd hear them going at it in the next room. There wasn't much I hadn't seen by the time I was six. Sickened her, made her want to weep, but if stuff needed anything from her now, it was strange. Why didn't social services do anything to help you? He just looked at her for a moment. If she spoke in the language, you didn't <laughs> We didn't hang around in places where concerned adults called the authorities on junkie mothers and their abused kids. She was mean, but she'd never been stupid. Thought about running away, started save up for it. A nickel here, quarter there. When I was old enough, she dumped me in school. Gave her more time to cruise. I loved it. I loved school. Never minded it. Couldn't be so uncool, but I loved it. Never admitted it. Couldn't be so uncool. But I loved it. None of your teachers realized what was going on? It never occurred to me to tell anybody. So it was life, that's all. And under it, I was just so fucking scared of her. Then I guess I was about seven at the, the first time. One of the men she brought back with her. He shook his head, pushed his feet. Even after the years between the memories, slick his skin. Some of them had a taste for young boys. Her heart simply stopped. The Jordan began to pound her. No, no. <laughs> I always got away. I was fast and I was mean. Found places to hide, but I knew what it meant when one of them tried to put his hands on me. I knew what it meant. It was a long time before I could stand anyone touching me. I couldn't stand being touched. I can't get through this if you cry. <laughs> she went back to tears, threatened to overflow. But she rose, crossed to him. Without a word, she wrapped her arms around. What are you? Poor baby. She cooed, rocking. Poor little boy. Undone, he pressed his face to her shoulder. Smile of her hair, her skin was so clean. I didn't want you to know about this.
Did you think I would love you less? I just didn't want you to know. I do. No, and I'm so awed by who you are. You think this is beyond my scope because of my background? But you're wrong. She yelled, you're wrong. She never broke you, Seth. She might have, but for the coins, I have to finish. She drew so Let me finish it. Come sit down. He went with her, sat on the side of the bed again. During one of her scenes with her mother, Gloria found out about Ray. He gave her someone else to hate, someone else to blame for all the injustice she liked. I think we were aimed at her. He was teaching at the university here when she found him. This was after Stella had died. Three of my brothers were adults and had moved out of the house. Cam was in Europe, Philip in Baltimore, and Ethan had his own place in St. Chris. She blackmailed Ray. For what? He didn't even know she existed. Didn't matter to her. She demanded money. He paid. She wanted more. Went to the dean and spun some lie about sexual harassment. Tried to pass me off as race kid. It didn't fly, but it started planting seeds here and there. He made a deal with her. He wanted to get me away from her. He wanted to take care of me. He's a good man. Every time I've heard his name mentioned by anyone in St. Chris, it's with affection and respect. He was the best, says Green. She knew he was a good man. That's the kind of thing she despises and needs to use. So she sold me to him. Well, that was a mistake, you said, Molly, and the first decent thing she ever did for you. Yeah, he let on. He get it. I didn't know who he was. All I knew was that this big old man treated me decent, and I wanted to stay in the house on the water. When he made me promises, he kept them, and he never hurt me. He made me toe the line, but hell, he wanted to do when it was Ray's line. He had a puppy, and I had, never had to go hungry, most of all. I was away from her. For the first time, away from her, I was never going back. He said I'd never have to, and I believed him. But she came back. Realized her mistake. Realized she sold off cheap. She wanted more money, or she was taking me. Gave her money, kept giving in. One day, he had an accident on the way back from paying her. It was bad. They called came back from Europe. Still remember the first time I saw him. First time I saw the three of them together, standing around Ray Hospital bed. Ray made them promise to take care of me, keep me with them. He didn't tell them about Gloria or the connection. Maybe he wasn't thinking about it. He was dying and knew it. He just wanted to make sure I was safe. He trusted them to take care of me. He knew his sons, Jerusalem. He knew them better than I did. When he died, I figured they'd shoot me off or have to run away. I never figured they'd keep me around. They didn't know me, so what did they care? But they kept their promise to Ray. They changed their lives around for me. For him and for me. They made a home. Pretty wild one at first with Cam running it. For the first time she'd been, he'd begun some of the misery left. Humor slid into his voice. He was always blowing something up in the microwave or flooding the kitchen. I didn't have a clue. I pushed at them, gave them. Cam mostly as much grief as I could dish out. And I could dish out plenty. I kept waiting for them to kick me out or smack me senseless. But they stuck with me. They stood up for me. When Gloria tried to hoax them like she done with Ray, they fought for me. Even before he found out I was Ray's grandson, they made me one of them. They love you, Seth. Anyone can see it's as much as for your sake as it was for their father's. I know it. There's nothing I wouldn't do for them, including paying off Gloria. We have been doing on and off since I was 14. She didn't stay away? No, she's back now. That's where I was tonight, meeting her to discuss her latest terms. She came into your shop. Guess she wanted to get a close-up look at you while she was figuring her angles on this one. The woman! 
Joe Stephen rubbed suddenly. Jill Harrow Seglo Harrow. This is the Laudner. I think Harrow's her family name. She knows about your family, the money, the connections, the political implications. She added that to me. She'll do her best to hurt you. The way she'll do whatever she can to hurt my family if I don't give her what she's after. Just another form of blackmail. I know something about this kind of blackmail. The kind that uses your feelings to squeeze you dry. She's using love as a weapon. A chill dance over her skin at the phrase. And he heard the echo of Stell's voice. What did you say? I said she's using love as a weapon. And you're hating it to her. It has to stop. You have to tell your family now. Jason Drew, I haven't figured out if telling them's the right thing to do. Much less telling them at two in the morning. You know very well it's the right thing. The only thing to do. Do you think what time it is matters to them? She crossed to the workbench where he tossed his phone. I'd say Anna would be the one to call first since she can contact the others. She had on the phone. Do you want to call her or tell her? And tell her we're on our way, or shall I? You're awful damn bossy, old son. <laughs> because you need to be bossed just at the moment. Do you think I'm going to stand by and let her do this to you? Do you think any of us will? The point is, she's the monkey on my back. I don't want her taking swipes at you, my family. I need to protect you from that. Protect me. You're lucky I don't knock you senseless with this bone. Your solution was to let me go. You think I want some self-sacrificing white knight? <laughs> he nearly smiled. Will that be the same thing as a martyr? Close enough. He held out his hand. Don't hit me. Just give me the phone. <laughs> End of chapter 17.